You're listening to MC Exodus Podcast with your host, Michael Conteus. Christian Talk. Bible Studies with Commentary. I highly encourage you to download this podcast and share it. Get this message out there. Hello, everyone. In this episode, we're going to be talking about lost sheep. I want to read to you out of the book of Matthew, chapter 18, starting with verse 12, in the words of Jesus Christ. If a man has a hundred sheep, and one of them wanders away, what will he do? Won't he leave the ninety-nine others on the hills and go out to search for the one that is lost? And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he will rejoice over it more than over the ninety-nine that didn't wander away. In the same way, is it not my heavenly Father's will that even one of these little ones should perish? Leaving the ninety-nine for the one. What do you think that means? There are so many influencers out there searching the numbers, trying to get greater numbers than everyone else, trying to show everyone, prove to everyone something. You know, my numbers are not great, but they're not small either. They're what God allows me to teach. That number is God's number. That number is what God has allowed me to teach to show people. And, you know, I think about it all the time. Why so many people are after so much recognition. You know, I don't get paid for this. And nor do I want to. It's not because I never was offered it's because it's that's not what this is about. And it's not about reaching millions and millions of people for my self-gratification. It's about reaching the people that God has ordained me to reach. And that's what we should all be focused on. You know, there are sometimes God will send you on a mission that you got to go way around the ballpark, okay? You you got to go miles out of the way to reach this certain person. And you might think that the obstacles you had to face and and all of these mountains that you had to climb to get to this one individual was not worth it. But au contraire, my friend, It was worth it because right here in the Bible, it says it's the father's will that not even one should perish. So you may think, well, man, that was a lot of work, you know, but not in God's mind. And when he's called you and chosen you to be a shepherd, to be a leader, to be someone that can show people things. Man, you know, I mean, there's no obstacle that should even bother you. 
there's no greater joy than to see someone come back to God, to see someone find God for the first time, to see someone get free of demons that have plagued them their entire lives. You know, there's a lot of people that go through their entire life and they don't even realize that they have been plagued by evil spirits for decades. And then when you come along and you educate them and you show them in the Bible and you show them the existence of spirits and you show them all these things and then they, you see it, you see them come to light. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So leaving the 99, leaving the crowd for one person, don't ever think it's not worth it. Because God is watching. And God is blessing those people who bring people to righteousness. Okay, God is blessing those individuals. You know, and, and you know, you look on television and you see numbers and you see all these things. You know, you can get on TikTok, you can get on all these platforms and you see people's numbers. Don't get discouraged. If God has called you to preach, if God has called you to teach, then do it. And don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry about all that. Because I'm going to be honest with you. God is directing your platforms. God is directing these things. You don't need a million followers. You need what God wants you to have. And, you know, in today's society, I'm going to be totally honest with you. There is a lot of, of people. It's grained into your head. It's, it's completely, you know, you have to have this large following in order to be recognized. But it is completely false. That is wrong. It doesn't matter about worldly recognition. What matters is if your name is written in the book. And what book am I talking about? I'm talking about the Lamb's Book of Life. That's what I'm talking about. You know, and there's so many things that we can teach them. There's so many things that we can show them. Let's take a look right here in Matthew chapter 19, in verse 17. Why ask me about what is good? Jesus replied. There is only one who is good. But to answer your question, if you want to receive eternal life, keep the commandments. And the person asked him, which ones? And Jesus replied, you must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. So making things up. And why? To gain something, to gain something over someone else. So why would you do that? Now, now look at that. It says right here, that will not get you eternal life. Now, what about here? Honor your father and your mother. How many people, how many people um, have issues with their parents? They don't forgive their parents. Okay. They don't forgive. So, is that honoring them? Now look right here. 
and love your neighbor as yourself. Well, not very many people want to love their neighbor as themselves because they love themselves more than anything else. And that's what society has taught these these youngsters of today, this younger generation that's coming up. And believe me, I know them. You know, I'm not I'm not elderly here. I'm 46 years old, but the Lord has appointed me to teach the younger generation. And I have to say, I've learned them. And and they are in it is instilled in them to have an image of themselves, to portray an image to the world of themselves. And they are a generation that is looking for recognition. And and we as church leaders, we as pastors, we as elders, we as deacons, we as people in the church should recognize that instead of pointing our fingers at them. Okay, instead of beating them down. You know, and, and I notice that it's a mentality that people have that, that are churchgoers that, that go, you know, that have gone for years is to beat them down with a Bible. And it's, you know, it's like, it's, it's not a weapon all the time. The Bible is the word of God and the breath of life and the life-giving water. So why wouldn't you want to teach them in in a way that's appropriate for their age. So when you're looking at this, you must not commit adultery. What do you think? That that's just, um, that's just cheating on your wife, your husband? No. Spiritual adultery as well. Idolatry. Worshipping of self. Self-gratification. Self-loathing. All of these things, self-hatred, all of these things are spiritual adultery against God, idolatry, you know, and there's so many things that people can just get led astray from. And where is the church? Where are we in teaching them? Where are we in teaching them spiritual warfare? Most pastors don't even want to discuss it. Most pastors won't accept gay people into their churches. Oh, keep that gay stuff outside, all right? None of that. But aren't they people as well? Aren't they one of the sheep? Aren't they seeking God if they come in through a church door? And where are you giving it to them? Sir, if you paint your fingernails, you are not of God. That's old school mentality. That's religious. And it's wrong because it's judging people. It's judging people. And it's being prideful. And it's being arrogant. There's a lot of church leaders that are doing that. And, you know, we as fellow Christians should call them out. Let's take a look at that. Let's take a look at calling people out. Because, you know what? Sometimes we have to. You know? Because, you know what? 
It's about these sheep. It's not about us. If we've been called to teach and preach and show people the way, it's not about us anymore, man. And it never really has been. It's about God and what God wants for our lives. Now, let's take a look right here. Okay. Matthew chapter 18, verse 15. If another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. But if you are unsuccessful, take one or two others with you and go back again. So that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. If the person still refuses to listen, take your case to the church. Then, if he or she won't accept the church's decision, treat that person as a pagan or a corrupt tax collector. I tell you the truth. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. I also tell you this. If two of you agree here on earth concerning anything, you ask my Father in heaven and he will do it for you. For where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them. So, you know, there's a lot of people that are church hurt. You know, and why? Because everybody was chasing after the 99 and forgetting about the one. Think about that. How many ones are out there? This is where it gets deep. How many ones? How many sheep got away? And they're running around hurt. They're running around lost. And they're trying to find... They're trying to find God. They're trying to find something. But they're hurt. Because everybody was chasing after the 99. Chasing after the crowds. But there was the one. In that crowd. That didn't feel loved. Didn't feel liked. Wasn't spoken to that day. Felt terrified because there was too many people. Felt even lonelier than they did before they came in the door. I mean, doesn't that bother you? This is what Jesus was trying to tell us. You know, even the one sheep, that one, the one, the one person, you know, that's, it's just him, he's just, that person is just as important as 99. And, you know, everybody forgets about this. Everybody forgets about these verses. Everybody forgets, look. And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he will rejoice over it more than over the 99. That didn't wander away. You see. It's a greater joy. To find the one. And bring them back. Oh but that requires work right? 
That requires a lot of time. That requires talking to them. That requires teaching them on a one-on-one level. That requires casting out demons. That requires education. That's right, it does. It requires your time. Yes, it does. You know, and when you throw people out, turn people away because of the way they look or the way they act or things like that. Security! Remove this person from my sight. No, that's not the right way. You know, some people are hurt and they go to a church because they believe that God is going to help them there. They don't know enough yet. They don't know that they could cry out to the Lord wherever they're at and God will send assistance. You know, sometimes God brings these type of people in as well to teach the church a lesson, to show the church Hey, look, I brought you people and you didn't help them. You turned them away because you judged them. And I'm here as a messenger to show everyone that, you know what? Everyone, God cares about every single person. And whether you like them or not is irrelevant. And, you know, I was one guy that used to judge a lot until, you know, I read these verses and I said, man, what am I doing? You know, I heard somebody tell me one time, oh, that guy paints his fingernails. He doesn't look like a Christian. He doesn't look like he should be in church. People are going to think he's gay. So? Like, are you serious? You know, what about, what about turning away homeless people? Because they didn't act right or... They did something offensive or Jesus was homeless. No, but everybody forgets about that. It doesn't matter what we look like on earth. It matters what we look like in heaven. And you don't need a big master's degree to teach people. You know, Paul even said he admitted that he's not the greatest speaker. You don't need all these fancy things to teach people. You need God. You need Holy Spirit in your sermons. You need you need Holy Spirit when you're preaching to people on the street. You need God to do God's work. To reach that one. You need the Lord, not pride. Pride is what got the devil kicked out of heaven. And it seems like there's a lot of pride lately. A lot of Leviathan running around, chasing after the 99 and forgetting about the one.
So let's let's stop stockpiling all of these ones and start reaching them, people. Because man, there's there's a lot of them out there now. Decades and decades worth of them. And what are we doing? We're hoping that another church will reach them. We're hoping that another man of God will go get them. Man. I'm telling you, that's the wrong way to do it. Yeah, quit judging people. Because they're hurt. They've been rejected by their families, by their churches. And we as Christians... What are we doing? Till my next episode.